Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. There were people who believed that Edge was a lifer in WWE. But it turns out you didn't know him. Surely you'd have said, like, you thought you knew him. You know, you think you know him. Mm. You think you know me is like the the line. What did I say? You didn't know him or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't the right thing. Yeah, it wasn't quite the right thing, was it? Do you want to do it again? Retake. You think you know him. <laughs> Welcome to the Wrestle Podcast channel. I'm Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. We're here to review AEW Wrestle Dream. Please do press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe if this is your first time here and you've made it this far. And leave a comment down below if you're watching us on demand with your thoughts on Wrestle Dream. Edge in AEW. Adam Copeland, we need to get used to saying that mm-hmm. AEW. And beyond. And if you're watching us live... Join the chat where everyone's really enjoying my excellent intro. And if you want to join in the bigger chat and have your statement read out on the air, wrestle.com forward slash support is the link to click. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. But hey, what's this thing that's on the desk right here? Why, it's a brand new book from WrestleTalk. Wrestling Unmasked is our brand new book. Go to Amazon, go get your copy of this right now. Got an early bird special and everything, but... When we get out of the Ultra Chats, we are going to have a little chat about that book. Because if you saw our last time we released a book, we ran a little competition to win copies of it. And we're going to be doing that again. So stay, stick around after the Ultra Chats, the first portion of the Ultra Chats. We'll go into how you can win a copy of this fine little book here. Right. So, Pete. Hello. Edge, hey? Edge! <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. So once the uh, the rumors have been sort of like persistent a little bit around that uh, it's contracts out with WWE, it'd be at the end of the month. People thought, oh, maybe it'll be an all-in thing. Maybe it'll be a mm-hmm. grand slam thing. Then it was like, no, no, no. It's up at the end of September. So if it's going to happen, it'll be it'll happen at WrestleTrain. Mm-hmm. And then the report came out. His contract is ending 
on the Saturday mm-hmm. before Wrestle Dream on the Sunday. Yeah. But hey, like Adam Copeland, he put up that video on uh, on Twitter, didn't he? Where he was like, oh, you guys, guys, you don't, you got to stop reading the dirt sheets mm-hmm. because the, the truth is I'm, I've got emails from WWE about it. I don't know where these reports are coming from. He also said he wasn't returning at the 2020 Royal Rumble. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of people have made me like, you guys are spreading false rumors. They're just telling you that he's like staying with WWE. And I was like, have we all forgotten the Rumble? Mm-hmm. We yeah. literally forgot. And then Mike Johnson reported, yeah, he's coming back at the Rumble. And Edge was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then he did. And then he did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the reports were coming out that he might be joining. And then they announced that the main event of the show is going to be Christian Cage versus Darby Allen TNT Championship. Yeah. And I think we all went, oh, oh, oh there, there, there you go. That, that'll probably be where yeah. Edge debuts then. I will say. We'll get to it when we talk about the match itself. But there was a moment I was like, oh, I don't think Edge is debuting, you know? Is it the turn? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I had the same thought as Mm -hmm. well. Because the end of the match, it's Christian, he's beating down Darby Allen. Uh, They're tied one on one in the two out of three falls match. Christian has torn up the ring. Mm -hmm. He's exposed the boards. Sick unprettier on the boards. Uh, Some near falls that followed on after that, including a coffin drop and the other sunset flip bomb. And the referee gets speared. Referee's down. And so Christian goes out the ring and he goes and grabs the TNT championship. And he's in the ring. Nick Wayne, the, the mentee of, of uh, Darby Allen, who at the start of this match was just like, you know, with him on the ramp being mm-hmm. like, you've got this, bud, you've got this. Nick Wayne runs down. He grabs the title from Christian and him and, uh, him and Darby square up against Christian. And I thought... And this is where Edge comes in. And this in. is where Edge comes in. Exactly. This is where Edge comes in. And yeah. you're going to do a tag team stare off. Edge and Christian reunite against the team of Nick Wayne and Darby. And I thought, oh, that's a saucy mm-hmm. little bit of drama. Before I could really complete my thought, Nick Wayne clocks Darby Allen with the TNT Championship. And my mouth dropped. Mm-hmm. Because we all were speculating on the Edge thing, whether the Edge thing could happen or not. I can't remember what I said in the prediction show. I, I think I might have even said, I don't think it will happen. Mm. Um, that was before the news came out that his contract ends on the Saturday. And I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it probably is. Oh, yes, yeah, it probably is then. Um, but once the, the turn happened, I was like, oh, I don't think it's... I didn't see yeah. it coming. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is... I think this might be why they wanted this to be the main event angle. And, and, then, I, and then I had an internal debate within myself to be like, do you think that's worthy enough to go in like the main event spot? Are they purposely like trying to mislead the fans? Because like, why would you put it in the main event if you're not having Edge? You would specifically not have it in the main event to not to make sure that people aren't disappointed. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is a wise move from AEW, like not having Edge debut here and putting him in the main event. I don't, I don't know about this. I was playing the, the Twitter discourse right? in my head, being I was like, like, this, oh, this pa- is going to be a failure and yeah, didn't deliver gonna on be back, Backlash to this choice and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, here's Sting. And I was like, oh, it's Luchasaurus. I was like, oh yeah, just coming out in a second. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. never mind. Yeah, we're fine. Because <laughs> Sting yeah. comes down and you're like, all right, this sets up, you know, a Sting tag match maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Luchasaurus there and you're like, hmm. One, two. two. Oh, on that side. <laughs> If they had a, if they had a third member <laughs> yeah. on, on their team, that would that would actually even up the um, the numbers then, game. I was watching uh, Restroom in the office this morning. I was just by myself in the office, and uh, I literally because I was I was I'm in an iron back and forth. I was like, oh, I guess Edge is coming. I'm not sure. Mm, I don't know if this is right. And then Christian left the ring and then got a chair, and I was like, I literally clapped and went concerto. <laughs> of course, it's Edge. Edge is coming. Of course. Yeah, Christian sets up to do the concerto on Sting. Yeah. Uh, lights go out. Crowd pops because this was a 
uh, I, I hate to use the word smart crowd, mm. but this was like a proper hardcore wrestling crowd. It was. This was a crowd that were chanting Defy yeah. when Swerve Strickland was in the ring or Darby Allen was in the they ring. They were in Seattle. They were in Seattle. This was a crowd that popped... The, re, I, the moment I knew that this was a hardcore crowd or a smart crowd is when they all stood up for Julia Hart doing the moonsault. Mm-hmm. Like when she teased the moonsault and then Statlander stopped her and the crowd booed and then she got up to do it and I was like, and they all stood up to do it. I was like... It's because it was massive on Twitter over the weekend of like who's got the better moonsault out of mm-hmm. Julia Hart and, and Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a hardcore crowd that are tapped in. So the lights go out, they all pop because they all have figured out, you know, this is what is coming now. Yeah. And they show this video package of a guy getting into a car mm-hmm. and he drives somewhere. Yep. No Russell Crowe in this, so no. you know, <laughs> minus five stars, obviously. <laughs> uh, and he, he drives to the building and the lights come back up. And the sort of, you know, the, the baddies are stood there with their chair in hand being like, oh, what does all of this well, mean? What is, what is all this? And then a lady's voice says, you thought you knew him. Edge comes out. Barely see him because the big plume of smoke. So much smoke. Edge? Is it Edge? doing Christian's taunt. But Edge comes in, does his big old entrance and everything. And he comes down to the ring, asks Christian to hand him the chair, sort mm-hmm. of teasing that he's going to join the Christian coalition. And instead, he clocks Nick Wayne, a brilliant little swerve bite as well, because he yeah. goes to lift up the chair and then it was this like pirouette turn yeah. to hit Nick I, Wayne with it. I was, I always get worried about that because you have to get chair shots right and there has to be a lot of like swing going into it. And I hate it when people are just like, yeah, and they, they just kind of like jab people with it or something and I was like this has to be like an effective way to do it and then I was like oh yeah you spin that's how you do it think of the talk you know yeah uh-huh. and yeah, so he, he great. clocks Nick Wayne throws it at Luchasaurus <laughs> Christian chucked it Christian Bales yeah. pair of spears Christian to- Bales Christian, yeah, <laughs> Christian Christ- Bale yeah, yeah. he was there <laughs> all the stars were in the building today <laughs> you and he are done professionally yeah and a couple of spears to Nick and Luchasaurus mm-hmm. uh, and he then shakes hands uh, Edge does with Darby Allen and Sting. Yeah. And that's how the show ended. That's how the show went off the air. Very, very cool moment. I, like an all-time debut for, for AEW. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. I have the most notes about this match because it was me just going, oh, spot, oh, this thing, oh, now this thing's happening. And then it was like, okay, here's, like, my excitement ramped up as soon as the match, like, was coming to its closing moments because the match is ending and what's going to come afterwards is no, 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 no. And then... Yeah, sh- like surely this is Edge Concerto. Surely now is uh, was Matt, but I thought it was absolutely wild. I think it was really well done. Not quite sure what the car driving thing was about, but you know that's fine. I think they could have just played the music and achieved the same thing, but that's okay. Driving to the arena, man. Got to get there somehow. Got to get there somehow, and we got to show it. Um, so Adam Copeland on opposite sides to Christian, not teaming with him. Would you want that as your first? You, do, you, do you just want the Edge and Christian team up, or do you want Edge to be his own guy? I said this to Tempest in the predictions video. Mm. We were talking about, you know, like, what would you do with Edge if he came in? And I was like, my problem is, I don't think I want him with Christian at the moment, because mm. I really like Christian's act. Agreed. But then Tempest kind of talked me into it, because it was like, it's an interesting power shift of Edge playing second fiddle to mm. Christian as opposed oh, to good. Christian yeah. always playing second fiddle to Edge. You, know, you look at that 2001 heel turn that Christian had where he was the one who was carrying the King of the Ring trophy for Edge and this and the other. And I was like, that would have been quite a fun little power shift and dynamic and stuff. But yeah, I like Christian's act. I don't need Edge in that act. Mm-hmm. It's even better now that it's got Nick Wayne in his. Yeah. Who, by the way, 
justified heel turn. Oh, yeah. Clocking Darby Allen because of that AR Fox nonsense. Nick Wayne's like, he tried to murder me and you mm-hmm. just welcomed him back. Yeah. Justified heel turn for Nick Wayne. So, yeah, I, I think Edge being on the opposite side. The problem, I would say, if you, if you were to be sort of like hypercritical of being, you know, sort of presenting problems that aren't really there, is that at some point you want to get to the Edge and Christian reunion, which means at some point you've either got to turn Christian face or turn Edge heel. And you would turn them... I would turn Edge heel. Yeah. I'd, I'd have him join Christian at some point. Don't do it immediately. Let Edge have his baby face run, face some of the top heels in the company and all that stuff. I don't think you have to do the Christian thing right away. Nope. It can just be, I'm here now, go away Christian for now. I don't think they have to immediately go into a view. And I know, granted, his first demon match is going to be against Luchasaurus, which kind of goes against my argument. But I think you can have Edge be babyface, go against his run of heels that he wants to face, then turn him heel, and then you can do Edge of Christian versus FTR, which sounds really nice. And, you know, Edge of Christian versus Young Bucks. I think probably it would do on collision, um, like, FT-rated R. FT rated R. Yeah, as a, as a pretty good trios going up against probably Bullet Club Gold or something. Yeah. You know, because like you'd imagine Dax and Cash would be there yeah. being like, all right, so we're tagging together. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're Absolutely. Gonna, we're going to do some tag runs yeah. together, right? You yeah, know? yeah. Maybe even like if you take the the, um, the tag belts off FTR at full mm-hmm. gear. Yeah. Move them into the trios division. Yeah. Have them on a little run with that. That'd be, I mean, I'm sure they'd have a great side. Yeah, absolutely. But I would have thought we are going to probably be doing a trios match. Edge, Nick, uh, sorry, Edge, Darby and Sting versus Christian Coalition mm-hmm. and Full Gear. Maybe on a Dynamite special. Yeah. And you could probably build to Edge versus Christian for the TNT Championship, but winter is coming maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like I, I don't think I want to see T- him win the TNT Championship. Mm. I just think Christian's so good with the belt at the moment. He is, so, yeah, he's great. You know, just putting it onto Edge. I don't. You know, maybe he'll do some good for it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see where we go from there. But there's like a lot of other stuff with Edge. I'm kind of also interested in seeing, not just the Christian stuff, like Edge and Omega. No, like sounds uh, like so every, every single new sign that comes into AEW is like put me against Omega because Omega's oh, yeah. great because it is. Yeah. Like, I want to see Edge and MJF. Yeah, I want to see. And funny enough, Edge said this in the the, the post show conference. I've got to really get used to this now. Adam Copeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like MJF, Did you see that clip? Yes. Uh, yeah. MJF was like running down like the car, like the, the roster that they've got, and he calls him Edge. And Tony Khan just starts going like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and MJF literally goes, sorry, Adam Copeland. <laughs> 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 you want us to get sued? Uh, so, I, MJF is, is certainly one of them that I'd like to see Adam Copeland go against. But Omega's always going to be like my numero oh, yeah. uno. Absolutely. Like. But he he said in the the post show conference, he's never wrestled John Moxley. Yeah. He's never wrestled Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. So I'm like, oh cool. Yeah. Edge versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Yep. We'll do some stuff with Edge and Danielson that mm-hmm. you were doing in like the end of Danielson's WWE run. Yeah, they were doing some really good stuff together. They I'd, sure I'd were. Be well up for that. Yeah, because I don't. I feel like Edge's last year or so in WWE was a, a, a bit of a wet fart. Yes, in, in some people's minds, mostly because he just feuded with Judgment Day for a year and he won all of the matches that he had with them. Yeah, bar that one that he lost for himself. Yes, to protect uh, to protect Beth. So I feel like, you know, people are saying, eh, Edge, really, is this, is this what you do? But then all of a sudden he comes in, new coat of paint, which is weird because it's not a new coat of paint. It's literally, oh, literally Control-C, Control-V. It's, it's the same coat of paint, but in a different room. We'll come on to that in a second. But it feels new and it feels fresh. And all of a sudden I feel like Edge's, interest in Edge has completely been revitalized. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when he came back to WWE, 
and he like did a list of all the people that he wanted to face in his time there and then didn't because they wanted him to feud with randy orton for a year and then like you know judgment day for a year and all that stuff. seth rollins for six seth months. rollins for ages um i want him to do that but in AEW, but for real have a laundry list of people that you want to have matches with and just do them kind of doing what, what Danielson's doing right now. You know, he's got a year left or whatever, and he's just handpicking opponents, being like, I want to face this person, this person, this person, and it's going to be great. I think you can totally do that with Edge for now. You can uh, milk the kind of the momentum of him coming back and just be like, it's Edge in a match. You don't even need to have a big story for it because the story is Edge is wrestling in AEW, and that's all you need. Then you start moving into more of like the blood feuds, and then you start getting into story. Then you can start doing heel turns, whatever else. Super excited for what, what is going to come with Adam Copeland. Yeah, and it's like he's announced for Dynamite this mm-hmm. week. He's doing a promo on Dynamite. He's yep. announced for Collision mm-hmm. this week. Then he's announced for a match in Dynamite the following week. Yep. Because he's back as a full timer. That yes, was he is. they were very clear about this in the press conference. This isn't like the part time deal that Edge had in WWE. This mm-hmm. is a full time deal. Yeah. Which means more matches, more appearances, more pay per views, just more adam copeland mm-hmm. and i think integrating him into the roster in that way that doesn't make him just like that pay-per-view special attraction that comes out kind of like what soraya is at the moment mm-hmm. or soraya sort of feels like she's brought out for you know every now and again yeah it just feels like a, a, kind of what christian is just a mm-hmm. regular member of the roster that's just there all the time yeah i think that's going to do a lot of help for him as well i agree that's sort yeah. of part-time stench away yes exactly yeah um yeah super pumped for what, for what he's going to get up to but I think on the debut itself, I think you and I had the, the same thought on this. When he came in, uh, I just got this weird feeling and I was like, oh, this is exactly like Cody debuting at WrestleMania or returning at WrestleMania. When it was like, that is just AEW Cody, but now over here. That is just WWE Edge, but now over here in AEW. And it, it just feels so strange. Yeah. This weird like cognitive dissonance. Like, oh, what is this? It's so weird. Yeah, when Cody... So surreal. When Cody debuted at, or returned at Mania last year, it was like, like oh, a little bit of code had just been taken from... like We just pressed Control-C, Control-V on this bit of code from AEW and have just pasted <laughs> it into our game over here. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. just moving the exact character model and over... Because it's same... Wrestling is more than one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the same music, the same entrance, the same graphics, the same yeah. gear. It's literally... AEW Cody in yep. WWE and I was like oh that's weird it's so surreal it's so yeah. weird to, and then it, it, it went after a couple of weeks whatever yeah. and it was fine but on the moment it was like oh my god this is weird and the same thing with, with Adam Copeland yep. here because he came out and it is you know even down to you thought you knew him yeah or you think you know him yeah it's like just the, I think it's Beth that does it as well which I think is quite I don't cool. know yeah. I've, apparently I think it was like they, mm, some of the cool. reports that it's Beth that did the voice um and it's it's Metalingus and they've timed mm-hmm. it at exactly the same point of stuff like it is literally control c control v yeah i've just we've taken him from 2k23 we'll put him in fight forever yeah and it's just weird yeah he came out and it's like oh this what universe mode have i yeah. entered into here it's so great it's so great to see that because it, it gives you that sense of just like oh anything can happen in wrestling i literally wrote my notes here it's the same <laughs> 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 oh, you think you know me it's the same yeah that is uh that's wrestling fans for you <laughs> yes no change it didn't change <laughs> i'm just gonna get used to calling him a different name now yeah, yeah. but uh i thought that uh he had quite a, a classy little twitter's um statement mm-hmm. about this twitter thread being yeah. like guy you know thank you for all the the support you've given me over, you know, and wwe over the last 25 years of yeah. my career they've done a, a hell of a lot for me just moving on to a new chapter in my life 
if you're a fan of wrestling you're not a fan of acronyms and, and, mm -hmm. and like you know this idea of just you just you like wrestling mm -hmm. doesn't matter where what you know what three letters they're wrestling yeah. for you enjoy wrestling the twit the replies would suggest otherwise um Today was a bad day for the tribalism uh, crowd. Yeah, nonsense. Hate it. Yep. Not not for me, thanks. Yeah. But I'm super excited for this. Uh, really, really enjoying. Uh, I just enjoyed the moment of it. It's like it's done over a million views on the YouTube video mm -hmm. as well. So it's kind of like I I'm not saying this is going to be a big needle mover for, for AEW because I think there is a certain ceiling limit mm -hmm. that I think the, that all of the wrestling can get to. It's a very successful limit. Um, which they've proven by getting, you know, a new billion dollar deal from Warner Brothers. Like they are a successful promotion, but there's probably like a scene like in there. I'm not sure that Adam Copeland is going to push them past that. But as a wrestling fan who wants to see the wrestling, I mean, I'm excited for what comes next. Yeah, me too. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Well, let's find out what you thought about uh, Adam Copeland and his debut within uh, All Elite Wrestling. I'm going to have to ask you to start this, Pete, because Discord... Oh, no, I can't. Has yeah. it logged you out as well? No, it's not logged me out. It's just giving me lots of menus for oh, things. I'm going to try and... I'm going to log back it's into fine. Hold Discord. on. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. <clears throat> okay. Uh, ben Vlerick said, Yo, WCF, this is insane. All in all capitals. Edge in AEW and full time to madness, just madness. I know the rumors were out there, but I just kept telling myself he would never, uh, that he would never. He's a WWE lifer. There's no way. Even when I found out the TNT match was main eventing and there was still half the pay per view to go, I kept saying, well, everybody's expecting it, so what are they going to give us instead? How are they going to dig themselves out of this hole? Even when the vignette was playing, I kept saying, yeah, but it's not him. 
totally surreal. I do hope we get these never uh, never seen before matches uh, because we didn't quite get that in WWE. Injured and then stuck in never ending feud with Judgment Day. Edge versus MGF. Edge versus Omega. Good God, inject it into my veins, fellas. I am excited. It's funny, we all came up with the same two names like yeah. first. Yeah, it's because they're the best. Yeah, well, you know, when Omega made his entrance for that trios match, mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes once again. Why isn't the promotion built around him? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, Matt Hennessy here says, Edge will always be Edge to me. Him leaving for AEW was shocking. I thought he'd be a WWE lifer, and I expected him to end his wrestling career in WWE after not being able to end it on his terms the first time. With that being said, um, he has to be very honest about his body breaking down and feeling like he only has one more year left in him. So if Tony Khan threw money at him and Edge has a chance to work with some of his friends like Christian and the Hardys as well as the new dream match with FTR among others, can't blame him for wanting to go. Uh, I will say I do hope that Tony slows down on signings. I understand signing Edge as well as perhaps Mercedes and Will, I guess that's Osprey, Osprey. but I would like to see Tony play with the toys he has rather than sign a bunch of new toys while others on the roster get lost. With that being said, what a week. On Tuesday we get the Jade news, Sunday we get the Edge news. It's going to be exciting seeing talent jump back and forth between WWE and AEW. So a lot of AEW fans be tribalistic when Jade left and for WWE and a lot of WWE fans being tribalistic for Edge leaving for AEW. This is all a good thing and we all win. It's the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan only for tribal bs that i very much agree with absolutely I, i'd also say though i understand the sentiment of tony should play with the toys he has instead of signing new people the three examples you list there are edge mercedes monet and will osprey like how would you not sign them though like three of the biggest names best wrestlers in the world yeah and when you've got like the released talent like you're looking at you know there was apparently a lot of interest in shelton mm-hmm. and dolph ziggler's probably going to get a bit of a, a shot in there as well mustafa ali like there's a bunch of names there you're like yeah i probably would yeah, yeah. honestly if i yeah i would yeah. I, w- I would sign those people because that is only going to uh up the average of your roster right it's only going to make your roster better by having it yeah and is they've now got two weekly shows mm-hmm. that aren't going to be quite so segmented yeah now that one of them isn't just the punk and friends show Ladies and gentlemen, punk and friends, mm-hmm. it is now just, it's Dynamite Plus, mm-hmm. but we, you know, red branding. Yes. It's the same, but red. Uh, I think that's going to help out with, like, Collision's done wonders for Jay White. People said this about mm-hmm. Jay White. Look at where Jay White is now. People and said Juice. It, and Juice Robinson. See, people said it about Claudio. Look at Claudio now. Like, his stock mm-hmm. is rising because, like, you just take time and you invest time into these people. So, I agree to an extent. Dense, mm-hmm. but I don't fully agree. No. I do agree with, though, like, this is great for everyone. It sure is. I mean, Tempest on WrestleTalk Extra, we reviewed ECW Barely Legal. And on that show, Ravishing Rick Rude uh, shows up to start a few with Shane Douglas. Three months later, Ravishing Rick Rude leaves ECW and goes to the WWF to be the bodyguard for DX. About three months later, Ravishing Rick Rude leaves the WWF and goes to WCW it's like fun like yeah. it's, it's fun seeing all it these people fun. like jump back and forth it's obviously a bit harder now because people are tied into five-year deals and stuff but the idea of people jumping back and forth it's exciting mm-hmm. like you, i don't understand this idea of like oh you you turned your back on w or you turned your back on aew i don't get that mindset no. jade cargill was a great example of this you're going to go by tony khan's press conference she went to him this is my this is my money i'd like and he said yeah okay i can give you that money she then came back and said actually i'd like this much and he was like okay i can meet that then she came back and said actually i'd like this much she's like i can't i can't go with that and that's because she took that offer went to wwe and said this is how much they're gonna pay me mm-hmm. so wwe said well we're gonna offer you this then mm-hmm. so she went back to aew and got a better offer 
And then she took that to WWE and said, well, they've upped their offer to this now. So WWE gave her more money. Mm -hmm. This is good for everyone. Wrestlers make money and we get excitement. Yep. This is nothing but good. Yep. John Rice said, am I the only one disappointed that Adam didn't join Christian? I really wanted them to be a team and be, uh, called Daddy Christian and Uncle Adam. Hmm. This show ruled. Swerve vs. Page was awesome. Zack Sabre Jr. vs. Danielson was incredible. An incredible show. There's still time, of course. Jimmy G has been a member for 25 months in a row. Said, what do all the new talent do when the person they're coming in to save is getting beaten? Let's dance or pose on the ramp. But not going to lie, Adam, not Edge, is so cool. In fairness, I get that because you, you look at the, uh, the the Jeff Hardy, the Hardy that, one, that's yeah. the most egregious version of this. Yeah, he was teasing that he was joining Christian. Exactly. So the the heels weren't just like, oh no, we better run or like do yeah. what we were going to do because Adam's going to interrupt. They were like, oh, is he joining us? Yeah. So Jesse Murray, considering the Christian uh, the Christian stuff, Jesse Murray uh, trying to pop as quietly as possible with a tear in my eye so I don't wake up the entire household at six a.m. I felt spectacular. Nice man, I love pro wrestling. It's very good. York Master, Christian can finally prove what we should already know. He is better than Edge. Also, prop- Mox is a proper mark, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, really gutted that he got injured because all those titles, minus the international, feel so big time at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, Mox on commentary was so great. So good. But yeah, Christian is better than Edge. Furthausen has been a member for 22 months in a row. He says, was great being there live. My ears are still ringing from the Edge debut. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. This is from John Miller. said, I knew I had to watch the podcast live after the debut. Adam Copeland versus Will Ospreay all in at Wembley is a dream match. A Metalingus versus Elevated. That's a two pretty good entrances right there. Yeah, that's not a bad shout, that. Yeah. yeah. Red Viper 5 said, My first match as a wrestling fan was Edge versus Taker at Mania. I was there for Taker's retirement, but never saw Edge's live due to injuries and drafts. The prospect of seeing him in Dallas at Winter is Coming has my wife and I buzzing with excitement. Hopefully you get to see him. Mike the Jeweler is a brand new member. It seems like TK likes to collect all of the atoms in wrestling. But in all seriousness, baby was amazing. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. Happy birthday, Pete. Not my birthday. Thank you. Three they have? Four? Page Copeland, Cole. <laughs> I feel like I saw a tweet where there were four of them, and yeah. now I can't think of the fourth. Pierce, no, that's, that's in maybe it is three. Yeah, I'd say there's three. I can't think of another one. Yeah. Because there's two pages. Because there's Adam Page and Ethan yeah. Page. Yeah. They're, they're, they're and the there's sort. a Brian Cage. And there's a Brian Cage. Yeah. Oh yeah, with Christian Cage. Yeah, but like Ad, Ad, Adam Page is sort of the crossover with the Ethan Page. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's in the, the Venn diagram. He's in the middle. <laughs> Someone who's more creative than us, make that as a Venn diagram. Oh, uh, good. Kevin said, I fantasy booked Edge's last run in WWE in my head with a run as a US champion, but his career on the line at every defense, then trading in for a world heavyweight championship at WrestleMania because it's the title he had to vacate when he retired so he could be put over as champion. Would have been quite a cool little story. That's a fun story. Um, is Isaac Cordy says when Darby shook Edge's hand, the camera shot panned to Stink just to look at him with Stink, <laughs> not Sting. Well, it is. It's, it's, an, it's an AJ Styles thing. Well, yeah. In in TNA, it was, Stink, you're wrong. <laughs> shot panned to Stink just to look at him with a weird look in his eye, thinking he was gonna. Are you gonna take my student? Cinema, or am I reading too much into it? Could be that one. Edge versus Stink. Oh, Edge versus Stink. The Outer Rim Observer has been a member for 15 months in a row. Says, I figured he would team with Christian right out of the gate, but I'm still excited for his future. Same. Edge is all elite. 
Andy Sandbox, on this day, Adam. <laughs> feels like the heist. It feels like a heist that Adam Copeland is the rated R superstar. I love that wrestlers are retaining their images and hopes for a permanent norm. About Trio's name, it's rated FTR. Rated FTR is much better than yeah. FT rated R. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because I was trying to say CMFTR and I was like, no, yeah. he's not part of this anymore. Yep. Regarding the main event, All Out was main evented by the international title. Wrestle Dream was main evented by the TNT title. I think it's fair to say they've done a very good job of elevating these titles to the point that a main event makes sense. Matches delivered, and I can't wait to see what's next for the TNT title. I'm sure I'll comment again, but to describe the show best, look no further than the last bit of John Moxley commentary. Kicking back, holy S words. Mm-hmm. And D Maddock for now says, For me, Edge is still a WWE guy. I hate to see him leave, and him going to AEW is just strange to me. It is surreal, but I think it's a very good thing. Um, right, let's get into your. Let's get into the rest of the show. Actually, let's. first, but first we do that. Mm. We're running a competition, everyone. We've got a brand new book here, Wrestling Unmasked. And we're going to be giving away five paperback copies of this. So all you've got to do is email support at wrestletalk.com with the subject heading, I want a free book, please. And we will close that on Monday, next Monday. Uh, so get all of your submissions in for that now. And then we'll pick uh, draw them at random and you can win a free copy of this fine here book. Um, so we'll announce the winners on next week's Raw podcast, uh, which will be on the 10th of October, the same day that I'm going to see Scene Queen. Nice. And also, Tempest's birthday. And you're all going to see Hustle. Yes, we are. That's a busy day for all of us, really. It's a busy day. Yeah. Uh, so Wrestling Unmasked, it is uh, articles uh, from Wrestle Magazine. We picked some of the best articles that talk about the controversial, shocking, and largely untold stories about wrestling politics behind the, uh, behind the curtain shenanigans. Mm-hmm. It is... I like behind-the-scenes stories. Mm-hmm. I've always been... You can literally watch the other channel I launched called Cutscene. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of my bag, baby. Yeah. I like to... I know the. I like to know the behind-the-scenes shenanigans going on. And as a wrestling fan who's been reading The Observer for, you know, 15, maybe going on 20 years now, it really is my bag. Like, mm-hmm. I love to get all of the backstage drama. If you listen to Wrestle Talk Extra, that's the stuff I really like to dive into is the backstage politics and the drama and the, the you know, fights or controversies and this, that, and the other. And this is a book that puts them all into a nice little bundle for you. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very cool. Uh, I mean, are you interested in how one wrestler gave another a receipt during a match and it led to... A court case. Ooh. Uh, the lowdown on wrestling's checkered history with LGBTQ plus disabled or other way characters. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great book. Ripping the mask off the crime, politics, and intrigue beyond the ring. Just reading what's saying reading on the that on the back. Yeah, just a very nice little bit of phrasing. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's available now on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. Kindle version is available at a special early day discounted price of four ninety nine until. This Friday, the 6th of October. So mm-hmm. what are you waiting for? Go get your copy now or enter our competition. Support at restalk.com. I would like a free book, please. And get your submissions in by next Monday, the 9th. And we'll pick out the winners on the 10th edition of Raw. So... Let's get into Wrestle Dream now, uh, which opened with a Tony Khan in the ring mm-hmm. with the children, the grandchildren of Antonio Inoki. Yep. Nice little tribute to him. And the, the crowd very much enjoyed it. Yep. And they immediately cut to Christian Cage watching on screen. Yep. Which is 
hilarious so good well done very much enjoyed that yeah um we'll kind of get through the zero hour as quickly as possible it opened with shane taylor promotions and mercedes martinez versus satoshi kojima keith lee athena and billy starks Mm -hmm. i think athena is uh too good to be just on ring of honor agreed i think her act with billy in particular is great agreed i think them bringing lexi into it as well is so much fun Mm -hmm. i want to see this on dynamite i want to see this on collision the forever champ should always be the forever champ Mm -hmm. but i think the act is too good to just be on a ring of honor show that not many people watch yep i agree and i really enjoyed her wanting to fight shane taylor yeah and also more keith lee please yep keith lee was also great uh, I particularly enjoyed actually Athena hitting the O face on Lee Moriarty, who then mm. took the brunt of everything because he's on the O face. He was the punching bag. Big bang one. catastrophe, and then the lariat from uh, yeah. Kojima for the win. Fun stuff. It was good. Josh Barnett and Claudio Casanoli beat the absolute piss out of each other. Oh, it was good. It was really good. Amazingly, um, this was reported by Fightful Select. This was not the Mox match. No. So I, as soon as this match was announced of Barnett versus Claudio, I was like, oh that's the replacement match because it, it was reported it was supposed to be a non-AEW name was supposed to come out and challenge Moxley but then the whole injury stuff happened so they pulled the plans and I was like okay it's supposed to be Josh Barnett it's a shame we couldn't get that but this should still be great but then the reports came out that yeah this was not the plan it was supposed to be another New Japan name we still don't know who was supposed to challenge Mox it was not Barnett and it wasn't um, Filthy Tom Lawler mm-hmm. I, just, I, I reckon it could have been like I don't know Kojima or someone like could have been. I just think Sean would have said by now. Yeah, I don't know. Very don't know. strange. Very, very strange. But yeah, I, I once they announced the Josh Barnett match, like mm-hmm. you, I was like, oh right, yeah, that's what the Mox match meant. Me and Tempest even talked about this on the prediction show. So yeah, yeah, it's probably the Barnett match. Mm-hmm. Might have been on Dynamite. We talked about that actually. But um, my favorite part of this was Mox on commentary. Obviously, oh. the match was great, but Mox on commentary. So once Claudio at the end of it got him in submission, he said, and this is a direct quote: "I will poop my pants if Josh Barnett taps." <laughs> Um, he also dropped an F-bomb on commentary and yeah. had to apologize. And an S-bomb as well. Oh, yeah. Mox well, was, that one's fine. They, yeah. they do that all the time on Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but not on commentary. No, that's Because there was a moment during uh, when he was out for Danielson's match, he had to put his hand over the microphone so he could swear. Yeah. And then said, are you happy with that, guys? I put my hand over. You couldn't really hear that one. <laughs> anyway, Mox was great. The match was really, really good. Claudio got the win. And afterwards, Josh Barnett really put Claudio over, mm-hmm. saying that Enoki would have endorsed you yeah and i can tell you that because anokio yeah. endorsed anoki endorsed uh barnett yeah great stuff jr also had a fun time in this match because mm. him and barnett used to be uh commentary tag partners yeah luchasaurus uh kicked the crap out of nick wayne he and won very him. quickly his high angle german suplex sure Worth. did murder that little boy yep and then he did the choke slam over the ropes onto the apron Ow. ouch Nick Wayne, uh, if you are watching this, and of course, mate, I know you are. Of course are. you are. Um, yeah. I would expect a lot of spears coming your way over the next few weeks, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> if, you're, if you're showing up to work, you'll be like, what's my spot today, boss? I can tell you what it is. You're getting a spear from Edge. Yep. That'll probably be what you're doing for the next Adam handful Copeland, of weeks. Sorry, please. from Adam Copeland. <laughs> Sorry, Adam Copeland. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed Nigel McGuinness comparing this match to Luke Skywalker versus the Rancor, only this time the Rancor's going to win. <laughs> uh, and lastly, on the kickoff, um, the acclaimed defended their trios championships against the mighty Don't Kneel. Matt Caster name dropping the good name Slapjack. Slapjack's in this match! We did this as well. I did the same thing. I was like, where's Tucker? Yeah, <laughs> let's bring we need Tucker. them both. Uh, crowd was super hot Imagine for Imagine if they booked that. 
they just did a they just on one random dynamite they're like here's shane haste versus levi cooper there you go yeah and no one would get it and be like why is levi cooper this is so weird and me and you'd be like oh my god <laughs> uh anyway crowd were super hot for this the acclaimed one yeah the show, Very nice. show itself kicked off with The Righteous versus MJF for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Right, look. <laughs> I think MJF might be the best wrestler of all time. Yeah? I, I'll, I'll I, I know that is bold, okay? <laughs> I know that's a bold statement. Yeah, Raven's right there. But goddamn, the formula is so easy. You say what you're going to do in the match, and then you do it. That, that's the whole thing oh he, he's such a master of psychology but it's also nonsense thing it's such nonsense like because he did this in the the tag match with big bill mm-hmm. where he was like i'm gonna body slam that guy yeah and then build the whole match around the fact yeah. he can't body slam him because he's a big dude yeah so he just walked down to this ring and he was like that dutch guy mm-hmm. i'm gonna body slam him yeah that vincent guy i'm gonna take his dreadlocks and i'm gonna shove them up dutch's ass yeah and he built the whole match around that. The cr- the point with the crowd, they're so into this now. Mm-hmm. Every time he says, "Oh, this is the move I'm going to do," the move I'm going to do, body slam, yeah, body slam. It's he, perfect. He has got everybody eating out of the palm of his hand every single time. He is an absolute master of this. There, whatever. I don't know what you'd call MGF style because I don't want to call it sports entertainment because I think that's a, a tainted phrase and that I think that kind of separates pro wrestling and sports entertainment. And all of this is pro wrestling and it has different aspects and stuff like that. Whatever MGF style is, there is nobody who does it better than him. Mm-hmm. He is a master that's of this. Such an, whatever his style is, I don't know what it is. I don't. I'm not sure I do either. But whatever it is, he is the best. He at is it. the best <laughs> at it. He's gotten a kangaroo kick over. Oh, they got a, a, a double clothesline. The double line clothesline. Up, to the point where Ollie Davis was like, it's not finished then. I was like, but it is the but finish. It is. But it is the finish. Yeah. I think it's so, so great. Yeah. Like MJF built to a hot tag to himself, did body slam Dutch, which got holy S chance because yeah. the crowd are on board because with all of this. Everybody buys what this is. And then he got Vincent's. Uh, Got his uh, dreadlocks, and he did put them up Dutch's bum. He did. And then he... Not literally. Uh, hit the uh, kangaroo kick and the heat seeker for the win. I like the Righteous. I think yeah. the Righteous have got a really cool presentation. I agree. There was no way that they were ever going to win these tag no. titles unless they were going to pay off the, the storyline from Dynamite mm-hmm. this early, which I didn't expect them to do so. Mm-hmm. So this was a very, very fine, fine match. And I had real good fun time with it. Yep. And that's all on MJF. Yep. And the Righteous were like perfect, like heel counterparts to that. Yeah, great boss man slam. Yeah. Oh, it looked great. Also, just so, speaking of like just nonsense in this match, like MGF like instantly goes for a tag and there's no one there and everyone goes, oh, there's no tag partner. It's like, it's so dramatic for no reason, but it's so good. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston took on Katsuyori Shibata for the Ring of Honor Championship and the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. I, I'm going to put over the commentary hard on this show. Same. That's what I had written down. Yeah. Put over commentary hard on this show because I think that they did some great, great work during the, the Danielson Zack mm-hmm. match. Yep. But in this match, they got over, I love this, that Kingston is a fan of of a different style of Japanese strong mm-hmm. style. Yes. So you've got Shibata coming in 
with his style mm -hmm. of Japanese fighting spirit, yep. and Kingston coming in with his different take on fighting spirit. Mm -hmm. And that was the styles clash that you had there. Yep. But it was a styles clash that worked perfectly, because it turns out that both of them are just hitting each other as hard as you can. Pretty until, much, yeah. Until the other one falls down. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is so, so good. And I love that they both were going just obviously it's this kind of match where instantly it was just chops you know the one uh but i, I love more than anything that they were saying like shabbat is the pure champion he's a pure pure style of wrestler and there was one point where kingston only managed to escape because he got his foot on the rope and the country was like this was a pure match shabbat would have won yeah that's that's his thing he's the pure champion that's what he does and then but kingston being you know they're not wrestling a pure match right now so kingston has the upper hand because this is more his home territory i'm like that is so clever that's so smart uh some really good uh, a lot of stuff with the spinning back fist mm -hmm. uh, and then it hit a series of back fist and a power bomb for the eddie win yeah and then eddie because he's a true professional and such a nice guy out the ring let shabata have the mm -hmm. moment yep. his music fades down they play shabata's music and he gets to have the platform and the spotlight so we can all say it's, it's just you look at him and copeland mm -hmm. and danielson and sorry even christian and there was a period of time where these what they were not wrestling mm -hmm. shabata was done yeah. danielson was done yeah. adam copeland was done christian was done they were all done and we're getting to watch them wrestle again it's crazy and you shabata's in the ring there and eddie kingston was just like you go man yeah like this is i get this a lot so you you need this you deserve this and shabbat was out there at the start with the tribute to antonio Inoki as well so that all kind of played into the whole thing as well oh it's great perfect lovely lovely stuff speaking of lovely stuff oh mate this match rules this match was so good for the tbs championship julia hart versus chris statlander i am actually going to put this match up on a pedestal mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna highlight this match a lot mm -hmm. over the coming weeks months and years yep as an example of Wins and losses matter. Because this could have just been, uh, it's Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Statlander wins. Sure. Lol, we move on to the next thing. Yeah. But they built up Julia Hart so well with this string of wins that this crowd did not know who was going over. Mm -hmm. I, watching this at home, I, I predicted Statlander in, uh, on the predictions video. I was so torn, though. And I was like, I mean, she'll probably pick up a win on Collision. She is getting killer, like, ratings at the mm -hmm. moment. There's every chance they might just put the belt on her. Yeah. And I'm watching this match, and they worked this match so well that I really did believe mm -hmm. that Julia Hart was going to pick up the win, particularly yep. after that moonsault. Oh, what a near fall that was. It was so, there were so many points in this where I go, there you go, there's the finish. Oh, no, no, wait, no, there's the finish. Well, no, wait, there's... Where's the finish? And I just went back and followed that for a while. And they they built they didn't get that much time. I think this was the shortest match, not including zero hour matches. This was the shortest match on the card. It was about nine minutes, I think, which isn't all that long. Lolly, for, for your one women's match, yeah, you know, w. different conversation. Do better. Different conversation, but for the time that they had, this was a perfect nine minute match. Loved it. This was so so good. Crowd was super hot to it. Near falls were great. Psychology was great. Work rate was awesome. Statlander got the win in the end. Perfect. This crowd really... I mean, this match was great anyway, but this hot Seattle crowd mm -hmm. elevated Absolutely. this match something fierce. Yeah. Like, you know, this is awesome chance mm -hmm. for it. They were, I, I mentioned earlier, when Hart like, teased the moonsault, yeah. the crowd like, yes! Yeah. Go for the moonsault. And then Statlander stopped it. Boo! Boo. 
but then she fights back out of it gets herself up to hit the moonsault you can literally see the crowd standing up oh yeah because they're like well this is it this is it yeah we're gonna see the moonsault a i get to see the moonsault get B, to see that, the moonsault. that's gonna be the finish but statlander because the problem with your moonsault julia hart is you don't get enough distance on it they're too close to the ropes mate mm-hmm. it's not like tiffany strands who i think could do it in a three rings over <laughs> And would still hit it. She dives. She does. Yeah. I don't know how she does it. It's crazy. She's like Kurt Angle. Like Julia Hart's like Kurt Angle doing the moonsault, mm-hmm. which is like, I feel like Kurt Angle's going to twat his head on the turnbuckle yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's coming down yeah. because he gets no distance on it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But man alive, like, it's so good. It was such a good near fall. Yep. And then eventually she gets into the end of Heartache. Statlander powers up out of that, mm-hmm. showing that strength, the super awesome, strong character that she is. Tombstone pile driver gets her back up and hits the Sunday Night Fever for the win. 10 out of 10 match. Oh, it's perfect. 10 out of 10. What a match. No notes. Yep. Loved it. In our first, ah, probably going to put that on Dynamite match (laughs) of the evening. Yeah. The Young Bucks took on the Lucha Bros, uh, who took on the Guns and Orange Cassidy and Hook. Right, so the Bucks won. Yeah. And given the angle that you did uh, all out, given that Full Gear is in L.A., Makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're going to do Bucks FTR 4 at full gear in Bucks' hometown, and they'll probably win the tag belts. Makes a whole mess of sense. Sure. I really didn't think they were going to win this match, No. I, I, I really thought Hook and Cassidy were going to win. Yeah, I wasn't sure who was going to win this one, um, but I didn't think it was going to be the Bucks. Um, just because they've just done Bucks FTR 3. So I was like, well, they're obviously not going to do Bucks FTR, FTR 4 yet. That's literally what I said in the predictions. I said, oh, we literally just did that. So I think we're going yeah. back to that well anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but they did. And like, great. Bucks FTR, you know. Never bad. It's going to be a good match. We know that. Yeah, I just thought it was a, a, an, an odd time to have them do it. And as you said, I probably would have had this on Dynamite or Collision or something. Because it was a good match. Had a lot of fun. It's a lot of action. Very fast paced. Good three and a half star match. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's a multi-man tag. With the bad rules. And I know <laughs> I will never get over it. Because if you're doing a fatal four-way tag, you should have four people legal, one from each team. That's just how it should work. Okay? I hate the other version. It really winds me up. Well, then you get to do the fun comedy tag spot where I... Austin Gunn tries to kill oh, the Colton Gunn. pisses me off because why doesn't that work? That's in the rules of the match. Well, it, it does work in WWE because the New Day did it once. Yeah. It's... Stupid is what it is. But you know, if you just don't have any of that confusion by having four people legal, one from each team, then you don't have any of that nonsense because everyone knows the rules because it's just a tag match with more people. It's just the same but different. Pete, you are preaching to the choir on this one because I would do the same thing. No, I will never get over it. But apparently it's much harder to work that way. Because there was a... Um, I, I, remember, I can't remember who said this on a podcast. Now it's going to really do my head and someone might be able to help me out with this in the chat. But they did a... Um, uh, it was a four-way tag match or a triple, like a three-corner tag mm-hmm. match thing. Yeah. And they did it with the rules of three people in the ring at yeah. the same time. It might have been like Damien Sandow who was talking about this or something. Sure. And he said, like, it is so much harder to work. like Because otherwise, all you need to do is just do a one-on-one match. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do a one-on-one match in a ring. Yeah. But if you're trying to do a triple threat match, what that is also a tag match, mm-hmm. that's way harder to plot out and way harder to figure out. Crazy. But the way you do it this way is like, well, it's just a singles match. And but, then, and then okay. eventually someone tags in and just becomes a different singles match. Okay. My counterpoint, I know that I'm technically supposedly arguing with Damien Sandow here. <laughs> Who, I think it was Sandow. Don't quote so, me on that. Who, someone who almost certainly has a lot more wrestling knowledge than I do. 
This seemed complicated as hell. It, it, legal people barely mattered in this match. Well, I don't think that complicates much. Like, it, if you're going to do all this stuff, tagging doesn't seem like that crazy a thing to sort out. In a match like this, I've just got one requirement. Mm -hmm. So long as the legal man pins the other legal man. That's like, fine. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. Yeah. I don't I don't mind outside of that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not in the whole like legal man syndrome thing. I just want the legal man to pin the other legal man because yeah. otherwise I have to deal with dickheads on Twitter telling me that like, oh, they're yeah. not legal man of this. Yeah. But so you just make sure the legal man gets the one that gets the pin. That's fine. And they pin the other legal man. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a good match. But yeah. on a show that was four hours long, five with the pre-show, I probably would have cut this. I would have cut this one. And if WWE, WWE, if AEW are moving to the WWE model of a pay-per-view every month, mm -hmm. which is the reported plans what Warner Brothers won out of them, then, because they're going to be moving to HBO Max, and they're going to be charging, like, it's, it's, it's a... It's a bigger conversation I get. Maybe not for this podcast here. But if you're going to be doing this pod, if you're going to be doing this every month, I think you need to start like four hours is fine if you're doing it four times mm -hmm. a year, five yep. times a year. If you're doing four hours a month every month, five with the pre-show, might start to get a little bit much. Yeah. I don't mind the length or the girth of these shows, but uh, I can see why people don't. Like Ollie's a bit tight about this sort of thing, and he doesn't like the length. Mm -hmm. But I, I really think that there is a way to find a balance. Yeah, in all of this, I think if you cut a couple matches off this card, golden would have been totally fine. Yeah, there's two matches I think I would have certainly Same. excised. I've seen some people say about a, another match that's on this card to excise, but I think that is a wrong mindset to have mm -hmm. because I would not have cut that match. Fair enough. Um, I'll also say on this one. I thought they had a better finish where uh, Hook had the red rum in and then I think it was Matt Nick, Nick, Nick did the 450 Nick did a 450 and I was like oh great finish that's a really like shocking finish and then he kicked out and then it just carried on for like another minute there was a few more spots and then the Bucks just won like in some moves I was like ah, I feel like that other finish was better it would have been a more like climax like oh spot rather than the Bucks being like oh okay yeah well you're not pinning Hook well you're pinning Penta instead. Actually, Penta was the smart person to pin there because his tag partner was taking out early doors in this. Yes. Um, Barony is quite, it's a little bit banged up, his old mm. uh, Ray Phoenix. So taped up shoulder, apparently. Hopefully he will be okay because uh, he's got a match, match against Nick Jackson this coming week. Yeah. Um, out of nowhere, so they, they cut to the commentary desk. who are just getting ready to throw to the next match. They're going to throw to the graphic, you know, to be like, up next is one of the mm -hmm. most anticipated matches of the night in Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page. Yep. And Tony Schiavone... Apropos of nothing, just said, you know, guys, it, it's my Russell dream to work with you guys. <clears throat> and Nigel and Excalibur were so taken aback by it. And Excalibur was like, I did not expect this bit of saccharine commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, aw, well, that's yeah. quite lovely, really. Yeah. Like, and it was a genuine moment of Tony Giovanni. He had so much fun in that tag match. He was like, ah, this is my dream. Yeah. This, this is my Russell dream. It's very nice. Love you, Tony. So up next. Would you mind turning the aircon on for us, please? Uh, yes, I will do that. Thank you. Because I need to cool down while I think about this match. Because very hot match. This very incredibly hot match. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. I think this might be my match of the night. I don't know, I'm too into the Nanyuson match, but... No, it's fair. I, I, honestly, if you, if you send that to me, I'm going to be like, oh, no, you're wrong. No, no, no. Yeah, I'd actually be like, no, I can yeah. see why. I, I don't know between the two. It's, that, it's yeah. one of those. 
This was, I think, the best built match going into it. Mm -hmm. I think this had the best story going into it. I think this had the best promo work going into it, aside from the, the Christian Derby stuff, which has been exceptional. Mm -hmm. But, dude, when Hangman Page made his entrance, I'm like, that's a guy right there. Mm -hmm. like, that's the guy right there. Then Swerve comes and I'm like, oh, that's another guy right there. That's the guy. That's a guy right there. Yeah. And he gets this incredible Seattle oh, reaction. So this defy crowd yeah. that were going to this AEW show to chant defy at Swerve Strickland. To the point where he became the de facto babyface yeah. in this match. So smartly done. Very smartly done. Because they, this crowd wanted to boo Hangman Page because he's not Swerve Strickland mm -hmm. or from Seattle. Yep. So they were booing Hangman and cheering Swerve. And because this storyline has very much been Page is the babyface, mm -hmm. Swerve is the heel. What they did is just that, well, Hangman is not the heel, but he's working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Swerve is not the babyface, but he's working babyface mm -hmm. because that's the way the crowd are reacting to this. They're just playing with the crowd and playing. Then yep. they're sort of creating the notes. They're just filling in the gaps. Mm -hmm. And it was exceptional stuff. It was so, so good. The I'd say the, the footnote, the summary you need of this match is it was on Hang, Hangman Page's name bar. It said, it's always in their hometown, huh? <laughs> That was Adam Page's name bar, right? And that is the whole match. <laughs> That's what the whole match is. Is Hangman Page being like, oh, God, I'm in Swerve's hometown and I don't like this. I'm literally in Swerve's house. I'm in Swerve's house, right? <laughs> and Swerve relishing that he's in Swerve's house. And they set that up on comment on, uh, yep. on Dynamite. Yep. Because he was like, dude, you can tell me everything you want, but you're coming into Seattle. Yeah. Like, you can talk about this dark cloud that's following you around. You have no idea what's mm -hmm. coming for you when you arrive at Seattle this Sunday. And yeah. I don't think Paige really did expect what was coming his way yeah. uh, in Seattle on this very Sunday. Oh, it was it was so, so good. There were so many great spots. There was a dead eye on the steps. Swerve Strickland is one of the smoothest wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. All right here. I love the way he moves around the ring. Oh, he's, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's Kenny Omega-esque. The one thing I used to love about Kenny, and still do, is I love the way Kenny runs the ropes. Mm -hmm. Like, he does that little, like, skip little before step. he runs. Yeah. Yeah. Swerve has this way of, like, these, like, one-handed handstands yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. lip-de-doo nonsense to get yeah. into a suplex. I'm like, whoa! Oh, he's, he's awesome. over there now! Yeah. It reminds me, distinctly, a similar style but different is Kyle O'Reilly, who just has a movement around the ring and it's it's very him you know and it's the same thing for swerve the way he moves is like nobody moves like swerve he's he's so good remember that when Shawn michaels faced uh hogan at SummerSlam, mm. and i said oh yeah he sold it like flubber yeah he's just bouncing around the ring swerve strickland is flubber in control <laughs> <laughs> in control flubber. in control flubber just bouncing around the ring all over the place it was yeah. so so good but he's this great match for me kicked into a top level gear with the arm break spot. Oh, so good. And it was a brilliant arm break spot as oh. well. And Paige sold it brilliantly. Mm -hmm. And he just, he eliminated the arsenal. Yeah. He eliminated the buckshot that mm -hmm. was always sort of prevailing in the background of this and the hard strikes of Hangman. Swerve cuts it out and removes it from the match. Not quite enough though. Mm -hmm. Because Paige is on the outside then getting checked on by the doctors. So Swerve hits him with the Swerve stomp while he was on the apron. <clears throat> I ruled. Beautiful. Then he hit a, a 450 splash to the injured arm oh. targeting 450 on the arm yep dang it was good and like in desperation page then starts going for the injured hand of swerve straightening because he stabbed the pen into his mm -hmm. hand on dynamite so yep. it's almost like a uh-oh i'm the the wounded animal now. desperation move i need i've got to do something here so we yep. start targeting the hand and trying to go for the hand he hits the buckshot but it's with the arm he cannot capitalize 
slow in for the pin. Prince Nana puts Swerve's foot on the ropes. Brilliant spot because then Nana's getting ejected by the referee. Page goes for a second buckshot and he uh, Swerve hits Page with Nana's crown and hits a, several uh, house calls and the JML driver to get the win. Yeah. And a fantastic finish to an incredible match. It was so, so good. If I'm going to have a little tiny minor little, little criticism, tiny, tiny little micro one, I would have preferred it if Nana didn't put his foot on the ropes. Swerve just kicked out. I would have preferred it if Swerve just did that by himself because it was already like a slow cover. You already had the protection in that from the buckshot not working. That is it. That's my only criticism of the whole match. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I mean, you need the the, the referee distraction. And I think you could still do it. I just think it it, it it's not that it made Swerve look weak because he obviously didn't look weak coming out of this. But it's just, it made, oh, I don't know, made the buckshot look too strong. I don't know. I, I, don't, say, I don't know what it is. That, that it, 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 it rubbed me the wrong way in the moment. I was like, oh, I think I would have preferred Swerve to just kick out of that. Because yeah. it, it already took a long time for him to cover him. I, I think that's a fair criticism. Uh, I mean, I said this did not make Swerve look weak in the No, not at all. If anything, this okay. was a huge push mm-hmm. for, for Swerve Strickland, yeah. which is what me and Tempest were talking about on the, the prediction show. Of mm-hmm. like, this needs to be the moment. Yeah. I think you give him this moment here, you give him another big win. Actually, he wins the tournament. Mm-hmm. He wins the full gear eliminated tournament, and he faces MJ for the world title that winter is coming. Yep. That is the program to do. I and honestly, I'd probably put the belt on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I said, now is the time. Now is the time. Was my final note of this, and I said I could see Swerve dethroning MJF. I don't know if it's now. I don't know if it's winter coming full gear. I don't know if it's Revolution. Whenever it is, mm-hmm. I could see Swerve doing it because he's the man. He's the man. man. He's the man right there. Oh, he's so good. Shout out to Amanda Savage who is mm-hmm. in the chat, WrestleTalk.com is Amanda Savage. Mm. Uh, not only had a superb support WrestleTalk sign of the crowd that I uh, anonymously credited to you. I didn't realize it was you. Uh, I sent you a message about this on, on Twitter, but I didn't realize it was you holding the sign up. I just saw the sign. I was like, oh, sweet. Someone's got a sign in the crowd. Put it in the news. And then I was only after I'd recorded and everything. You were like, oh, it turns out that was oh, Amanda Savage. It's Amanda. I was yeah. like, so that's awesome. So apologies for that. Uh, but Amanda was in the media scrum and everything. Mm-hmm. So, well on you, bud. That was awesome work. Thank you so Good much. Stuff. Good stuff representing us. You made us look much better than I perhaps did when I was in there and I asked MJF about his mum. Yeah. So you were asking, you know, proper questions. Actual questions. Actual questions. Yeah. questions. Actual proper journalism. Uh, I, I loved that match. Journalism. I loved that match so, so much. So great. So this is the other, ah, I could have happened on Collision match that. Yep. But I get its placement mm-hmm. because this crowd were going to be quite hot coming out of the uh, the Swerve match. Do you want to go straight into the Danielson match? Yes. And possibly have a tired crowd? Yes. Or do you have this Ricky match here? No. <laughs> I get both sides of the argument. Yeah. I probably would have just gone straight into the Danielson match. Yeah. Because I think this is one of those... I probably could have put that on collision, mates. Mm-hmm. And really what this match was, was this is this was a backdrop to set up Starks versus Moxley for when Moxley comes back. Because it was about like, you know, Starks has been a beauty doing moves and then looking at Moxie's while he's doing them, yeah. looking at Moxie while he's going for pins. He gets the win over Willy Uda with the Rochambeau. Good match. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't a bad was match, yeah. which is why, like, I don't think this is a, you know, people like four out of five show. I could have cut this. Like, well, every match delivered for me. So, like, it's mm-hmm. still a five out of five show for me. But it's, um, yeah, this is, this was background yes. stuff to kind of set up something that will be happening down the line. Mm-hmm. But it was fine for what it was. It was fine. Uh, I really enjoyed Mox's line of commentary, which is charisma helps you pay the bills, but it doesn't win you matches. 
and he said uh, he's got such an annoying mouth but he's so pretty I don't know whether to fight him or date him it's good very very good Mox is really good Mox was great on commentary yeah and then Moxley had the time of his life in the next match yeah as did I as Brian Danielson took on Zack Sabre Jr mm-hmm. in I don't think it's going to be out like I'm, I'm maybe I'll it's recency bias but I will need to like sit and reflect on this a little bit I don't know if this is going to top Omega Osprey from Wrestle Kingdom as my match of the year yep but this is a strong number two currently. Yeah. That could be my number one. Like over the next few weeks, I'm going to sit on this. And I'm like, when I come to do my end of your year awards, and I've got to give out my nominations. There's every chance this might be my number one. Because I freaking loved this match. Hmm? This match was straight fire, as, as Becky Lynch might once have said. Um, or as the, the kids on Twitter might have said. Hmm. This was so great. And here is why I love this match. I mean, obviously, it was a technical masterpiece, yeah. and I loved it. But there was a great little bit of Mox commentary mm-hmm. when he was talking about the differences between Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson. He said, you see, the thing with Zack is that Zack is a meticulous, planned-out wrestler. He knows exactly what he's going to do to you when he goes in the ring. He's like a coach with a playbook, and he's mm-hmm. doing those plays. Yep. He'll start at your ankle, and it will work you up to the wrist, and it will have gone exactly as he plans. But that often means that you can't color outside of those lines. Brian Danielson is a reactive wrestler. He's got his plans and everything, but he's a bit more free-flowing with those plans. And he's also easier, than, which then makes it easier for him to react to certain things. So if something's not going his way, he can pull out a different playbook and go in a different direction. Those are their strengths and weaknesses. Or just all strengths. And that played into a spot where... Brian Danielson, favoring his right arm, the arm that he hurt in the Okada match, is giving Zack Sabre Jr. some uppercuts. They're giving him an uppercut exchange. And he's giving him uppercuts with this left arm, and they're just not effective. And Zack is literally looking at me and like, wait, what is this? Like, what are you doing? Like, come on. This fighting spirit, I thought you were supposed to be like the best technical wrestler in the world. And he's there trying to give it as much as he can with his left arm, but it's not working. So reactively, he uses the right arm. And that was an error because that's the arm that hurt. And Zach was like, got you. And he's like, <laughs> that was his playbook. That was his plan. And he then targeted the right arm. And they just told these stories throughout this mm-hmm. match. And every single one of them was perfect and beautiful. And I loved them. Yeah. I, I kn- oh, so good. Yeah. I and mean, this is exactly what people would want. If you said, I want a Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. match. This is exactly what you want. This is this is the match. This is an absolute technical wrestling mastery showcase. I also think that some people, you know, may may not have seen a lot of like proper high quality technical wrestling before. They might have seen, you know, the big Brian Danielson matches, you know, watch the Iron Man match from Revolution or something like that, you know. Um I hope that this makes fans of technical wrestling out of this match. Cause I think this level of technical wrestling you don't really see you see technical wrestling and you see like chain wrestling as part of matches and stuff like that you might watch a chad gable match on raw and be like oh that's fun but this level of technical wrestling through a whole match to tell a story with the psychology and everything going into it there is nothing like this and i hope that people now become fans of technical wrestling because of this match one of my favorite things about zach 
is, you know, some people are like, what's Zack's finish? Like, mm. Everything. Everything <laughs> is his finish. Everything can be a finish with Zack Sabre Jr. because Absolutely. he can make it a finish. Yeah. He can just get you into 18 different reversals in the same, uh, 18 different submissions in the same spot and you yeah. won't know which one's coming next. Yep. He's incredible at this. And, you know, as like a, the big like nerd that I am, I'm like, ooh, this is the Brian Danielson who won the Best Technical Wrestler Award. So much so that the award was then just named after him in The Observer. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson kept winning the Brian Danielson Award because mm-hmm. he had it from like 2005 up until 2013. Mm-hmm. And the person who beat that for him was Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. And so Zack then had it for the next seven years and just kept winning it year after year after year because he was the best technical wrestler in the world. Until Brian Danielson came back and Brian Danielson started to win it again. And Brian Danielson's won it for the last two years. So since 2005, only two men have won this award and they were both in this match. And they showed you why, because this was just like a, the best technical wrestling. This match was just perfect. Yeah. And I loved the commentary in this, not just Mox. Nigel had this moment when uh, Zach was like in the tree of woe and he was getting kicked and stuff. And like, and he was like, you know, not defending himself. And they were like, oh man, Zach needs to defend himself. It's Jim Ross being like, Zach needs to defend himself. And Nigel goes, it's, it's okay, Jimmy. He's not, doesn't need to, he's just resting. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel being the number one, like Zach Sabre Jr. fan. Yeah. And I love, it. he's great with the Christian stuff as well. Those two on collision were hilarious mm-hmm. together. Just like yucking it up either side of the desk. No where Zach's going, ring, 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 ring. And Dan, I was like, oh, what is that, Zach? What is that? He goes, oh, yeah, sorry, it's my phone. I've got to take this phone call. Sorry, do you mind if I get this? No, go for it. Ring, ring. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Who was that, Zach? Oh, it's Brian Danielson. He's phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nigel's like, ha, 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 yeah, good one, Zach. <laughs> Just do it over and over again. And they were, like, they were so great together. And, oh, by the way, Brian Danielson did a dragon screw in mm. this match. Ooh. I hate the dragon screw so I much. I thought he broke his leg. It was I, awesome. I hate the dragon screw so much. I love it. Oh, it makes my it makes my stomach turn. And this, some dragon screws are terrible in a good way. Some this, are like, eh. th- and this is one of those. This is one because of those. because this was a proper like I've just turned your leg the other way around. Yeah. Oh, it was great. so so great. What match? <laughs> Nigel and Mox were enjoying this match so much at one point they both stood up to get a better look at the ring yeah. they're like I don't want to look at the monitor I want to look inside the ring and yep. see what they're doing Mox threw off his headset at one point and said yeah F that guy <laughs> Danielson gets the ropes at one point Nigel goes coward <laughs> so so great at the end of this um, Danielson got to the ropes from yet more Zack Sabre Jr. submissions and he hit the knee plus Zack Sabre Jr. kicked out of that, so he hit a second one to put him away finally. And Nigel just goes, <laughs> just goes, had to use a strike. Danielson had to use a strike. Zack Sabre Jr. is still the best technical wrestler in the world. Now, like, yeah, he is. <laughs> but also, Brian Danielson's the best. <laughs> Love this. It was great. And I wrote in my notes here, I don't know why, but Danielson hugging Aubrey afterwards really warmed my heart. Yeah. It's nice because she is also from the area, mm-hmm. and she was at Danielson's retirement. Yeah, she's shown in the crown. Mm-hmm. Like she, there's a, a shot of her on the network of her crying during yeah. Danielson's retirement speech. Yeah, and so you got a hug her here, and I was like, oh, no. oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it's a seven stars, <laughs> seven and a half stars. Yeah, it's great. Up next, mm. a match that was the better was you know. <sighs> It was the Golden Lovers and Chris Jericho versus the Don Callis family. Yeah. All right. So let's run through this because first, I just wanted to say, 
Don Callis's trauma where he's painted in The Last Supper <laughs> is one of my favourite things that I've genius. ever seen. It's hilarious, and I love it. That's all. Look, I like the action. It was frantic. Yeah. I, 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 quite, I quite like this match. I, I particularly enjoyed uh, Ibushi rising like Godzilla oh, at one point because so they were there being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the match is insane. Ibushi's like, hello. Yeah. And he, like, we got Super Ibushi and he just like knocks out uh, Omega. We like, got like, the, the, the no selling Ibushi where he just takes all his stuff. He's like, all right. All right. And bah, it's so good. I, I love that. Battered Osprey and he, he battered, Take- like, battered uh, Sammy so he could have the showdown with him and Takeshita and that stuff was like magic and awesome. Mm-hmm. It had like Osprey and Omega and I was like, well, that's obviously really, really great. Jericho is like, when he needs to, he mm-hmm. can get into that gear and he's just like, Absolutely. really, really great. The match he had with Sammy at uh, mm-hmm. uh, Grand Slam, really, really good. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not into that storyline. And this Callis and Omega and Takeshita storyline has been going on now for about six months. Mm-hmm. And the finish of this match was built around Jericho and Sammy. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why are we why do we keep delaying this Omega Callus story? Why do we keep kicking this can down the smegging road? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm ready for us to get into the next gear of it now. I'm not into the Sammy Jericho stuff as much as all. I am the Callus Omega stuff. Yep. That's the stuff I want to see. And this match had Omega, Jericho, Will friggin' Osprey was in this match, and Kudarabushi was in this match, and Takeshita was in this match. Three and a quarter stars. Like, it was... Yeah. It was like a totally fine trios match. And at the end of it, I was like, I get the argument of why people don't like trios matches on pay-per-view mm. when they just want straight singles matches. Yeah. Because, you know, this was not as good as Swerve versus Hangman. Yes. I agree. I, I think I liked it more than that. I think I preferred... I, I really, really enjoyed the action in this match. I got really into it and I was really looking forward to the baby faces getting a win because I think they need one and uh, they didn't. And it was all uh, as soon as I'm sure Sammy Guevara is a nice person, <laughs> but anytime he got into the ring and started resting, I was like, oh, I just um, my investment just drops like a, a couple points. And then he started getting involved in the finish. I was like, oh, I really hope this isn't the finish. And then I saw it coming. I was like, oh, for God's sake. And then Guevara got the pin. I was like, oh, he's the least interesting part of all of the six, seven people in this. Guevara is the least interesting bit of it. And I know, obviously, you need to put investment into it to get people to care. But I, ju- I just think there's so many other ways that would have been better than having Guevara win here. There's so much more interest in Callis, Omega, Ibushi, and Takeshita. Yeah. Particularly because they set up, you know, they you know, uh, on Dynamite and stuff, they're going after the heart of Omega. They're going to target Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. So, sure, build the finish around that. I also really like the story of Kenny Omega is not winning matches now that Don Callis mm-hmm. isn't his manager. That's a fun story. Yeah. And sure, that plays into this finish. He yeah. win this match. But it's the other story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's the story I'm just a bit, yeah, on. Yeah. That, and, and, and that's it for me. It's, here, an, it's an anticlimactic finish. Here is my big criticism I would put on this match. Will Ospreay was in this match, mm-hmm. and he may as well have not have been. Yeah. He had some fun spots. If you he have got it. Will Ospreay in a match, he better damn well feel like he matters in that match. Mm-hmm. And he did not in this match. Yeah. And that's that's a shame. Another criticism. Because we, we're going in, apparently. Do you think the kicking out of one spot's being overused? No. No? Pop, no, I pop every time. Uh, didn't like it. Jericho did it in this match because Sammy Guevara hit a code breaker 
and Jericho then kicked out a one and was like, no, not the code breaker. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm part of a Jericho doing him. Jericho kicking out of his own move at one. I don't mind that. I just, here's, here's my thing of Jericho is he's a very good businessman. And to me, it seems like he, he anytime he sees something that's popular, he's like, I could do that. Oh yeah. He's going to feud with edge. Yeah. Right. And to me, he's like, well, Omega did the cool one kick out. I could do that. It's like, well, it just doesn't, it doesn't ring the same. Like a code breaker isn't like a, a, a sim- symbolic, important thing for you. Something you know? kind of the Judas effect at one. Even that, I would have been like, eh, you know, whatever. Like that, you're never going to replicate that Omega kick out of one at Revolution. You're never going to top it. It's a perfect kick out of one. And I don't want people to keep trying because you're not gonna. Up next for the AEW Tag Team Championships, I've seen some people say that this also should be on Dynamite. I think I that is, disagree. I would massively disagree with that because I think you're only saying that with the benefit of hindsight because this was not as great of a match as they had last year. But you don't know that going in. I'd also say it's a really good match. Really, really, really great, great match. match. I'm actually in, such a good time. I'm actually really annoyed that I was as down on this as I was in the the edited review, and I wasn't down on the match because this match was excellent and it was such awesome. a good it match. Was so good because FTR are great and Aussie Open are superb, mm-hmm. and you put them together and they're really good. My only problem is just like, well, the Royal Quest match was better, a mm-hmm. and b, and this is just an, an overall problem with the company. Not enough TV time has been given to Aussie Open to make the Seattle crowd feel like Aussie Open could potentially win this match. Mm-hmm. So because the crowd never bought into Aussie Open winning, this was effectively the same as MJF defending against the Righteous. Mm-hmm. Because this, there was like, well, FTR are retaining here. And so it was just like, there was never any like drama for all the big near falls and stuff. It just felt like we were doing moves and, and just like getting less and less of a reaction for them. And then FTR won with the Super Shadow Machine. But the match itself, bell to bell, you sort of remove all of that stuff. Great. Like, because everything they it. did was crisp and it was beautiful and superb. Yeah. Uh, I have three notes for this match. And I apologize to Vinny, who's going to be editing the podcast version of this, because I am going to swear. Uh-oh. My three notes are, go on, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> my second one is, hell. And my third one is, FTR return in a great match. Aussie Open looked baller. <laughs> Just, Those are my only three nights with this match. Oh man, it sucks that Davis got injured. It really sucks oh, for him. Oh man, he there, like, there was a fire up spot that, that he did in this, which is why I wrote that down. Where he just started going in with chops, and I was like, "Go on, Davis, my Dunkzilla man." Oh, when, like, when, so good. When Dunkzilla fires up, I'm like, "There he is." Yeah, right. Like, that's the guy that when I saw him at, at Rev Pro a few mm-hmm. years back after I'd seen him like a bunch of times, I was like, "I want to buy his merch." Yeah, it's like I want to buy Aussie Open merch, but Mark Davis merchandise mm-hmm. I want to buy. God, they're so uh, good. I love Dunk so much, but it was the, the yeah. Unfortunately, he hurt his hands during this, and you can see him selling in it. It was during the the, the power and glory mm-hmm. spot, and uh, probably not helped by the fact that then Mark Davis, uh, sorry, Carl uh, Fletcher, came off the top rope into Dax, who went into the pin and mm-hmm. hurt his hand probably a little bit more. Yep. Um, but you know the way he carried on afterwards is like you know, like, oh what a what a bloke. Yeah. But man, like my heart broke for them, particularly as well when I saw Kyle Fletcher's tweet of just being mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, because man, there was a point when Davis was injured for ages mm-hmm. and like Aussie Open lost so much of the momentum that they had. I don't want them to lose that again. Me neither. I don't, and I don't want Kyle to lose something because Mark is out. Agreed. So I really want Fletcher to be out because Fletcher's great. He's so good. He's incredible. You and I often uh, reference this a lot. 
the the progress match he had against Jordan Devlin in the Super Strong Style tournament was so good because that was like it's Carl Fletcher in the singles and Carl Fletcher more than held his own in that as mm-hmm. a, you know as a, a tag team guy. So I'd like to see something good happen for Fletcher in all of this. Uh, but yeah, though I thought the match was very, 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 very good, just not as good as it was last year. Like last year was a oh, five, was great. Last year was a five star match. This was like a four star match. Yeah. I, I might even say four and a half. I thought it was awesome. And our main event was Christian Cage versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship in a two out of three falls match. Um, Darby got the first fall by pulling the turtleneck over Christian's face. Smart. Loved that. Very good. And then we're in here. Cage notices Nick's mama ringside. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, there was a chance, because there was like dueling chance in this uh, for, for Nick, sorry, for Darby and for Christian. And when it was like, let's go, Christian. Nigel Mini goes, Nick Wayne's mum started that. <laughs> <laughs> she threw water into Cage's face, led to some coffin drop stuff. Um, but Cage slammed off the apron Darby Allen into the step bit mm-hmm. of the steel steps and got a count out victory. Yeah. Ow. So they had to try it three times oh, yeah. to get this spot right. But goddamn, when they did it, I was like, oh my god. Yep. Darby's dead. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, I get, Gross. There was a really funny uh, bit from Darby's uh, scrum interview mm-hmm. when he was talking about Adam Copeland coming in. Apparently, Adam Copeland went up to him and said, like, don't worry, I'm not going to be like one of those guys. You know, sort of about like Darby being a risk taker and stuff. It's like, I'm not going to be like one of those old timers that comes in. He's like, back in my day. And Darby was someone's like, back in your day, you were doing spears through flaming tables. I'd have loved it back in your day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah he got a, a, a can out victory he mm-hmm. then did a frog splash to Darby while Darby was on a stretcher yeah loved that so good he's taken apart the ring he's torn up the mats he's exposed the boards I mentioned this earlier but good Christmas that unprettier so good to the boards was gross yeah it was as gross as the dragon screw that Danielson did mm-hmm. to Zach and they did a lot of, you know, there's some sting inspired stuff. They yeah. did a scorpion death drop, a scorpion death lock. Eventually, Cage accidentally hit a spear on the referee. Low blow to Derby, more near falls, and that led to the finish where Nick Wayne turned heel. Yeah. Loved, loved, loved this match. Just reading back my notes, there's so many exclamation marks. It's great. So, you know, I'm having yeah. a good time. Me too, especially when Nick cracks Derby. Yeah. I did not see it coming. Mine is scorpion death lock, scorpion death drop, coffin drop, near fall, ref bump, smeared by Christian. <laughs> Just loads. It's great. It's awesome. I absolutely love the really slow finish as well. A proper mm-hmm. like one, two. two. All the while the crowd are like, no, no! kick out, Darby. Actually, credit to Nick Wayne's mum as well. Yeah, her selling, she sold it so well. Her selling of the heel turn was mm-hmm. awesome. So good. She was literally screaming like, no, Nick, why? Yeah, and no, I was so good. And they were like bringing up that Darby actually, you know, real, true to life, had a huge falling out with Buddy Wayne and stuff towards yeah. the end of his life. And there's. We are on the precipice of some really good TV and some good promos with very Nick excited. and Darby. Yeah, very excited. Very, very excited. I love the show. I gave it five out of five. I would as well. It was probably AEW's best show of the year, which is saying a lot because, well, they haven't had a bad show this year. It was awesome. It was really, yeah, really no, they great. they haven't, have they? No, they're no. on a fine, fine run of form. I don't know whether I would say this is a new era of aew but i would say you know i'm looking at the the metrics that we've got on this video in terms of our live viewership more viewers that are tuning in for a dynamite uh pay-per-view in a while well yeah so thanks edge so there you go adam like, copeland maybe that is a new era 
starting. Sure. I think that's buzzwords, but you know. Oh, yeah. Well, it, I think it's fine. Well, of course it's buzzwords. Of course it's buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, we have a live poll, so go and join that, and you can let us know where you thought of this was a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or a thumbs down pay-per-view. Y'all vote thumbs down. <laughs> I got some words for you. Um, click the link as well to get our new book, Wrestling Unmasked. As we get into the rest of your ultra chats here, resttalk.com forward slash support, we read out all them of the five US dollar amount, and Kid Cuddy kicks us off to say, man, what a great show. A nostalgic intro, great storylines paying off, great wrestling throughout. The last two matches were bangers. NXT No Mercy was fire. Wrestle Dream was cool too. A hardcore <laughs> fan stream, good luck to Edge. No Mercy, man, that was a real good show. I haven't seen it, but I know people are lauding it really highly, so I think I might have to check it out. Yeah, I, I particularly the the dual main event, mm-hmm. the the Dragonoff match was super. Mm-hmm. The Tiffany Stratton Becky Lynch match was yep. excellent. Yep. Listen, like good stuff. Like you know, the the rest of the card was like really good. Those two main events mm-hmm. man, were so like fantastic. Yep. Um, and I would say a non-biased person, Kid Cudi, would have said both shows were really, really great. It's long a joke, but know, it's I fine. Know, I know it was. It's okay. And I'm having a joke with Kid Cudi as well. I see. Um, Semper Augustus said, I'm so glad that Swerve won. Mm. I know it was Swerve's hometown, but I still didn't expect Paige to get that much heel heat. Maybe I should have, because Swerve is so awesome. Also, Christian Cage for Father of the Year, he's doing amazing work right now. I love so much. We didn't mention this before. I love that Nick Wayne turning heel means that Christian's his new dad. And he hugged him and gave him a so kiss good. on the forehead yep. I was like and the Nick perfect. Wayne hugged him with this look on his face of yeah. like dad yeah oh I was like it's perfect I'm so excited for him to cut some promos and take a load of spears yeah it is gonna be great Benny Boy said not watching live as I'm still watching the show but I need to message in about HBK Hangman's HBK Poo Brown tight tribute <laughs> And I've now finally finished this. I don't think the 2020 Royal Rumble is the last time I pop so much for Metalingus. True. Evil Wizard said, nice to see Darby Allen taking after Sting by not being able to see Betrayal coming a mile away. Wonderful. Evil Wizard. No one saw that coming. No one saw that one No coming. one saw Nick Wayne turning heel. Um, Damanger says, okay, guys, hear me out. Hangman, Cole, Copeland, a new stable called the Atom Family. I don't mind it, mate. <laughs> I do. That's bad. What are you talking you can't, about? You can't have a faction be based off the fact that they're called Adam. Of course you can. <laughs> I've seen factions be put together on way less. <laughs> Good God. Blake Whitehouse said, I thought Wrestle Dream was fine. First half felt like a commercial free dynamite. With that Swerve and Hangman match. Uh, AEW have just done a bad job of making me care about Aussie Open and Kota Ibushi. I didn't watch New Japan. Aussie, I preferred No Mercy. The takeovers are back. It's fair. Kevin, the pay-per-view was awesome. I loved Swerve and Hangman and Brian and Zack Sabre Jr. It was my match of the night. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the trios match, but to be honest, look at who was involved. Also, Mox on commentary was amazing. I need more of it. Would love to, for him to do commentary once his in-ring career is over, if that is a route he wants to go. I think he'd be perfect for it. Joey Schmoey said, I always watch the pay-per-views of the local theatre and I 100% recommend trying it out. My sister hasn't watched since the Nexus, but wanted to go. She was super impressed with him because she only knew Divas matches and butterfly belts, so she had a blast. Nice. Andy Sandbox, TDM, TMDK was so good. Bad dude Tito and Shane Haste in particular stood out and looked so good. Add handicap to MJF's list of great match types he's done. <laughs> what do you think is his next gimming match? 
ladder maybe oh he's done a ladder match and it was awful remember that's when he won the thing it was just like oh yeah technically mjf was in that match you know Say what you will, uh, but while the tag match was crazy and chaotic, they did at least keep legal men consistent, and that wasn't flubbed. Also, Austin Gunn took a rough finish. I cringed painfully when he took the 450 on top of Hook. Props to him for taking that spot. The spot when Hangman took the arm breaker with the audible snap crack sound I swear I heard that made me go crazy. Hangman absolutely does nothing in defeat, but Swerve comes out looking like a million bucks. No, no, dancing. Six stars. Agreed. Hot tag. Uh, Liam Hamm said, I don't care what they do with him, but Edge coming out last night and being in the crowd for it was one of the greatest moments I've ever been a part of. I felt like the 12, uh, the 12 year old kid that watched Edge at Royal Rumble 2011. One of the best nights for me. Mitchell Gillum is a nine, a nine month Menberg. Uh, that Derby stairs bump was crazy. Favorite match for me was Danielson, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, also, who is this Adam Copeland guy? He looks a lot like Edge. Uh, Jman8495 said, In this universe, Cage and Copeland don't know each other. Uh, in this, Wait, Cage and Copeland don't know each other? This was awesome. They do. What do you mean they don't know each other? What's the know each other? That's what are you talking about? That's why Christian reacted. Yeah. That's why Christian reacted to him coming down. And, and when all Ed, the history. And once Edge like, revealed he wasn't joining the Christian coalition, Christian's like, oh, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And bailed out of the ring because he knows what Edge can do. They're infighting best friends. That's what it is. Frenemies, if or, you will. Or brothers. Or brothers. You know. But not brothers, though. I've seen them have the greatest brothers triple threat tag team with the Hardys and the Dudleys. Yep. Except not brothers. Copeland versus MJF. I can't wait for the promo battle between them. I can't wait for the Spider-Man meme when all three Adams are on screen together. Punk Rock and Soda said, I have to be in the minority here, but I'm really tired of Darby. I can deal with a lot. Hanger versus Mox in the te- Texas Death Match was my match of the year so far, but watching him just yeet himself into gross positions is not for me. I'd like him away from the TNT belt now. Oh, yeah, I, I get that. because I, was, I understand. When they had the Jeff Hardy match last year, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, I'm, I'm kind of over this this Darby thing now. Like, I think he takes things too far. I I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could watch him ragdoll around. I think he sells it so great. Uh, but like Ollie Davis is not a, a Derby guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just not a Derby Allen guy. Yeah. Uh, Pointless One said uh, Adam competed for a singles title three times in WWE and tried to get a world title shot twice to no avail. Christian's competed for a singles title four times and won two of those matches. Interesting contrast where a jealousy accusation from Cage would be fun. I mean, there's also, you know, the big lull that can come from this the fact that uh, IRL Edge didn't know his dad. Mm-hmm. And there's some Christian Cage promos coming oh. up. Oh, that's good. That's spicy. Uh, Bizarro Big L said Seattle is Swerve's house, but Nana brings the party. <laughs> that dance is infectious. Top to bottom, this card ruled. So many new options. From that picture of Edge with MGF that resurfaced and a house of black comparison uh, to the to the pureness of Brian versus Zach Zach Saber Jr. Yep. Um, uh, the new era begins. God, that Zach match was great. It was fun. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Everything on this match, everything on this show was great. It was so good. Uh, Andy Sandbox said, uh, they just give us the match it should have been. Categorized Brian versus Zach as the greatest technical match of all time. Give Zach Sabre his flowers. I remember when he was bland and boring, <clears throat> allegedly. Um, but to hear him on collision commentary and his aura, we need Zach Sabre Jr. on national television. He's ready, and I would kill to see him on a weekly basis after this show out. The better technical wrestler, not just the best wrestler. The final countdown ticks on. I wonder what's next for Brian. I think Zach's quite happy in, in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And I think his style probably suits New Japan better than it does weekly AEW television. Yeah. I, I would say. I think I'd prefer Zach to stay in New Japan. Yeah, I think so. Homestar fan 13 said a fantastic show as amazing as Zach Danielson was I actually preferred Swerve Hangman I think Swerve is the future of this company and I really hope this is the start of something for him maybe have him be the next international champion it's not a bad shout 
but go higher. Next world champion. Yeah. We should. I should have thought this earlier. We should have done like a poll of like oh, yeah. which match do people prefer. I've been very curious to get the takes on that. Yeah. Uh, Sujan Sanjay said, Greetings from Sri Lanka. I must say, your insights and analysis have truly enhanced my pro wrestling experience. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what could be Edge's big- biggest match in AEW and what dream opponents you'd like to see him face off against. I think his biggest... Christian's probably the, the biggest match currently mm-hmm. because like that's the one that's got the history. Yeah, I You could do Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. For nostalgia, yeah. Which I think on nostalgic paper is a really great idea but I think an execution would be a really bad idea keep it at five minutes <laughs> <laughs> don't go much longer and especially if you're doing a TLC match I think it could be like, Ooh. I, I think it'd get real messy keep it at three real real messy real quick yeah for me it's Edge and Omega and I think it always will be but not Omega currently because Omega mm-hmm. currently does not feel yep. like dream match Omega yeah so Omega in a year's time when we can get that Kenny back Edge MGF for me because um, he's the best wrestler of all time. Uh, Killpop said, so excited for the future of AEW, going to full gear in November, and very hopeful to see bangers like tonight, as well as seeing Edge mid <laughs> versus Jay White. Uh, maybe even Abushi versus Takeshita. Love the podcast. Thank you so much. I very much think you're going to see all of those things. I think we will see mm. MJF versus Jay White for the, the world title, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Um, you'll probably get the might do the trios match with Edge, and I think they like... I'd like them to do Abushi Takeshita. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still waiting for that Ibushi match in AEW. Same. You know, this is like his third or fourth match, I think he's now had in AEW. I think it's three, because he did Blood and Guts all in, and then this one, right? Yeah, it's just, so it's just the three. Yeah. And every single one of them has come out with people going like, I don't get yeah, it. What's, yeah, what's like, going on with Ibushi? It's, it's either, or I don't get it, yeah. or, hmm, Ibushi's lost a step. Yeah. So I'm, st- I'm waiting for that match mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that the Takeshi match could be but i mean tempest with heroes in the prediction show I was like maybe he's just worried to do the singles match and that's why they keep hiding him in multi-man mm. tags yeah uh callum said so excited for the future of AEW. going to full ge- oh no that's the same message but from a different person apparently huh tell you what we'll sort that out mods we, we saw that one out. That's apparently the same message from Killpop, but it's a different person. So what did they say? Uh, the roller coaster said, "Hey guys, with tribalism and getting lost in details, if my 73-year-old first-gen immigrant mother-in-law can enjoy a wrestling show for the first time, we all can too." Oh, she did say Zach versus Danielson was no good. <laughs> so have a great day. Well, yeah, your grandmother's an idiot. Yeah, um, Alucard. Oh, mother-in-law's an idiot. <laughs> Alucard Alacarte said, I love this show. Been a fan of Strickland since he was kill shot and love, love, love seeing him get a win, even though he's been an absolute bastard. Speaking of, <laughs> if Nick Wayne turned because Darby forgave AR Fox, is this actual long term storytelling? It's not that long term. Also, no, it's reactive storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> and but th- do you know what? Good. Because if there's one thing that Tony Khan's bad at, it's reactive storytelling. Yeah. So good. It is not a long term plan, but we are pivoting and that is a that's a good plus that's point good. i can give to, to mr tk so we have the corrected chat here from callum that said zack saber jr shouting shut up dickhead i'm working <laughs> will forever be one of my favorite wrestling clapbacks love the callous last supper painting and copeland's entrance gave me chills agreed zach is great all yeah. right dragon bollocks yeah he's so good all right orange bollocks um uh, Kevin said, unrelated, but NXT had a really good show Saturday. Uni versus Mello was a banger. Bex and Tiffy had an amazing match, but the biggest moment was definitely Baron Corbin getting a Let's Go Corbin chant. That's 2023 for you. That's 2023 for That's you. That's 2023 for you. Uh, and we got one left over from Dynamite from Lindsay B that said, just giving thanks to Tempest for sporting the Blue Jays gear. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, thanks for all you guys do. 
And uh, Ashvanash Anathan gifted a membership. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would well glad he always watched the NXT show, by the way, because it was, mm. it was dead good, as, yeah. as was this. I had a, had a fun old time with this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I had a grand old time uh, recapping and reviewing it as well. Um, yeah, please go and get your copy of Wrestling Unmasked. It's our brand new WrestleTalk book. It's available from Amazon and on Kindle. And if you're one of our Kindle readers, you can get it for £5. Just £5 at the moment. It's an early bird uh, sale on it. That's available until this Friday. But if you want a free copy of it, then all you've got to do is email support at wrestletalk.com with the subject heading I want a free book please and get all your submissions in until Monday the 9th and then we'll be drawing them and announcing the winners on the 10th Tuesday the 10th edition uh, review of Raw so thank you all so much for watching thank you to our moderators as well just going to end the poll and see what people thought of this show you'll be uh, disappointed to hear Pete that someone mm-hmm. did give it a thumbs down of course they did however the Results were 93% thumbs up, 5% thumbs in the middle. It was like a 2%. I, I can't even, I don't think it's a 2% thumbs down because they're, it's currently registering as zero, which means it's really minimal, which means that it's, there's like 2% lost in mid and thumbs up. Uh-huh. Or a half percent in, maybe it's like half percent in thumbs down. Um, I don't know. You know Maths. It's YouTube. Sure. Thanks, YouTube. Yeah. Great, great service that you provide. They do provide a great service. Please don't, like, demonetize us or anything. No. Anyway, subscribe to this channel as well, although apparently they're going to do away with that feature at some point. And give it a little (laughs) thumbs up as well. Leave your comment down below. Thank you all so much for joining us in the live chat. We're back tomorrow with WWE Raw. I have no idea what's happening on Raw this week. Go home, Joe, for fast lane. That's what's happening. Let's have a look. WWE. I know you want to go home, Pete. Oh, no, I've, I've got a, a news video to sign off. Oh, it's Gunther and Champa. Oh, no, they're signing the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> uh, Tegan versus Bex. Tegan and Becky, that's good, yeah. Uh, Jey Uso versus Damian Priest. Uh-huh. Oh, and Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler. Huh. Okay. You know, so... Well, you know, Gunther. I don't see any... Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the Judgment Day on there, though. No, but they'll get involved. Oh, yeah. You know, Jey Uso's right there. there. That's so, so true. They're, yeah. they're basically waiting in the wings. Yeah. They're like, when's our queue? When's our queue? Yeah. So that'll be uh, tomorrow's edition of Monday Night Raw. We'll be reviewing that here on the Restore Podcast channel. Please do press the subscribe button. We're going to have fast lane predictions going up this Wednesday as well, as, as long with the usual Dynamite review, SmackDown, and fast lane coverage this coming Sunday. Till then, I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been Chopper Pete Quinnell. Jam that jam. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y dot And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.